bleacher report and it said Tom Herman denies, you know, blah, blah, blah. Both times, because they came like an hour apart, I thought it said Tom Herman dies. And I about <laughs> crapped myself. I was like, what? Are you kidding me? And then I read, I was like, oh. Okay, breaking news. Oh, we got it. Here we go. Wow. LeBron to the Lakers. Is that official? Official from Woj. Wow. Four years, $154 million. Wow. Wow. Hate to see it. You hate to see it. I kind of, I mean, those are how the tea leaves. Darn it. Come on. Tie should feel like a win. No. It does not feel like a win. Oh, man. I'll say that. I'll say they, that. They say a tie is like kissing your sister, but for the Browns, it's like kissing your hot stepsister. <laughs> now, here are your hosts of the short thing, Warren Shore and Ryan Silva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in here to The Shore Thing here on Talk Radio 1190, where we have about as much momentum as Florida State does. <laughs> Thanks for tuning Ricochet in. Ricochet shot. <laughs> hey, it was funny. Uh, uh, again, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Warren Shore here alongside with Ryan Silva. As always, great show. Plan for you today. We're going to touch on that college football set here coming up in just a few minutes, and we're going to preview that Cowboys texting game tomorrow night. Big, big game. Both game, both teams coming off of bye weeks. So we'll talk about that. Then third segment, we'll finish off the Cowboys and talk about uh, around the NFL as things are really looking to shape up. A couple of big games around there, especially uh, Saints-Rams. And then finally, the uh, Rangers finally have a manager, and we'll talk about the Mavs. They have lost six in a row after starting out the season 2-1. and one. And what is going on with Luka? And more importantly, what is going on with Dennis Smith Jr.? Because it looks like those two guys right now are having chemistry issues. But Ryan, I know you had a tournament this weekend. You had a good run last weekend. Good to have you back uh, in the studio today. Yeah, thanks. For, uh, yeah, glad to be back. Unfortunately, we got rained out yet again today. Uh, so we uh, we went one and one yesterday. Brutal loss. Going in, uh, went in five to one in the last inning. Give up a seven spot to oh. lose eight to five. That's one of those things you hate to see. <laughs> yeah. Shout out Drew though. About six inches away from a dinger for two run dinger. Top of the fence. Really hit the top of the fence. I'm telling you about six inches. I told him he needs to hit the weight room a little bit. Was but, he gonna uh, do a Fortnite dance when he hit it? Uh, he better have. I would have uh, I would have benched him if he didn't. Well, shot he's been raking. I'm telling you, man, kid's killing it with the sticks. So uh, he's killing it on the Xbox sticks and with the uh, stick at the plate too. And so. Drew, Drew is your brother. Yeah, you Drew's should. my brother. For, yeah, my yeah. my 14 uh, year old brother. For those who don't know, he's on one of my select teams, and uh, yeah, he's he's doing well right now. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right. Dive right into the college football here. Action-packed slate yesterday. We'll start off uh, in Baton Rouge where Alabama, uh, really no fight put up by the LSU Tigers. Okay, I don't want to say no fight. Yeah. A slight. A slight. It's like a bug on the highway. Maybe they put it up for like 10 seconds. <laughs> but, I mean, I think I, on the show I said on Thursday, I don't know how LSU is able to score right. with Alabama. And they'd have to hold the LSU defense up to hold them to 17 points, hopefully, and hopefully they caught lightning at a bottle, maybe a defensive touchdown to help them out. They needed something, and they just didn't have it. Tua was great. Uh, Evan White did did hurt him, but still, look, that was not the reason why the Tigers lost the game. It just comes down to Alabama is really, really good, and that Alabama's biggest problem the last 10 years or whatever has been the quarterback. They've always had just good enough quarterbacks to win the title, and now they got one of the best quarterbacks in all of college football. 
throwing-wise, and they're just steamrolling everybody. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, at halftime, this is probably one of the closest 16-0 to games you'll see. Uh, if you tell me that through the first quarter, even through the first, I guess, what was it, 22 minutes of the game before Alabama scored their first touchdown, if you told me LSU was going to hold Alabama without a touchdown, first 22 minutes of the game, yeah. I'd say, hey, you're looking pretty good. But unfortunately, like you said, LSU, Joe Burrow, uh, he's one of those quarterbacks. I've been big on him. He does just enough to get by sometimes with LSU. Um, and with that defense of, of Bama, I mean, obviously LSU's strongest uh I, the, the strongest weapon on their offense is the running game, and that plays right into Bama's defense, is yeah. stopping the run. So, I mean, you combine that with, like I said, Joe Burrow being more of a game manager. Um, but I think he's one of the better quarterbacks LSU's had over the last you know six, seven years. Um, but uh, like I said, it, it just kind of played right into him. Uh, Tua stays hot. Finally threw his first pick of the he year, did. though. He did. So, you know. There's something to hang your hat on LSU, I guess. I don't I guess. know. I, I mean, it, it was kind of a runaway in that second half. Uh, you could just kind of see the tea leaves were, on, were laying out that way for, for Bama. Yeah, and I was talking to some LSU fans on Friday, and I was like, so they were actually were going to the game uh, on Saturday, and I was like, what do you what do you think? And they are like, well, if we could keep it close in the first half and like keep our crowd in it, and I go, yeah, that's probably it. They're like, what do you think? And I go, I don't think it's going to be pretty <laughs> I didn't think LSU was going to get shut out. I thought yeah. they'd be able to score a touchdown here or there. But I, I obviously, I like Joe Burr. I hope he succeeds just because of the all Ohio connections. But he's not a good passer. Like he, he he's, he's doesn't take any risks. You're very much a game manager. Yeah, uh, yeah. And against Bama, you need him to take some risks. You need that big play. Yeah, and because you're not going to break this defense down, you know, with dinks and dunks, no, you're not gonna, you know, like that. You need that big play if you're LSU, and, and I never got it. I feel like the Alabama defense hasn't been as good as it has been the last couple of years. Now their guys are getting healthy and they're rounding into form, but they just had nothing. They just without Burrow being able to take, uh, with him, his biggest threat being his feet and not his arm. It yeah. was always going to be an uphill battle. I think everyone thought that. I even thought the line was generous at fourteen, but obviously that's to get people to bet on both sides of the both sides of it. And now LSU's out. The interesting thing is we could kick this around the next couple of weeks. But what happened since the SEC championship game now is Georgia Alabama. Both teams are locked it up. I've locked it up. What happens if Georgia beats Alabama? That's Alabama's only loss. Clemson runs the table, Notre Dame runs the table, and then Michigan or Ohio State, the Big Ten champ. They're the Big Ten champion with yeah. one loss. Who makes the playoff? You have to think Georgia gets in. They won the SEC. Alabama's only losses to Georgia. Say Michigan, who's playing really good right now, they obviously have the look of a playoff team. And then uh, even if Ohio State wins the Big Ten, say they pick it up these last two games against Michigan, or the last three games, and then they play well in the Big Ten Championship game. They look like a different team. You're going to take out, you're going to leave out a conference champion that the uh, that the committee says it's so well. Like, that's a tough, yeah, that's for a sure. tough decision. I think, you know, uh, it might boil down to that conference championship game. If Bama, lo- Bama look, Bama's going to make the playoff. I don't care. Even if, if they lose? Even if they lose. the, the We saw it, what was it, last year, two years ago, it was last year when they lost to Georgia in the SEC championship. They didn't game. make the SEC championship. Or, okay, yeah. Game so that was, so that's what that's what I meant. Yeah, but I think last year was a different. Uh, Ohio State had two losses as a conference champion. Now they'll have one loss. That was the biggest thing. You're going to take a two loss conference champion over Bama. I think what it's going to boil down to, if I think Michigan, if they run the table, 
and win the SEC, or excuse me, win the Big Ten championship they're in. But I think what it might boil down to, if Bama loses that SEC championship game, Georgia has to be in, uh, Michigan's, Michigan's in, uh, who's number three right now, Notre Dame? Mm-hmm. Are you going to leave out an undefeated Notre Dame? Maybe. They can't do whatever. they. That's Well, then that makes them join a conference. Yeah. That's the only thing. Notre Dame did what was on their schedule. Look, this is fun to talk about. Because yeah. Clemson's going to be in. Yeah, Clemson's in. If they run out. They, and they, they should. I mean, they've had a cupcake season. I just don't understand how you leave out uh, an undefeated team, no matter what. That's in the Power Five. Talk to UCF. I said in the Power <laughs> I know, Five. I know, I know. I tried to slide that in before In the you Power got that. Five. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The the, the committee's going to have a tough problem on their hands if that does happen. Uh, I, I want to see that happen because I love mass chaos when it comes to this stuff because yeah. this needs to be a six or eight team playoff. Yeah. But that's another discussion, but yeah. still, I, I'm still, I know it's not going to, that's not going to happen for another six or seven years, whatever they, they signed the contract or whatever they put in place when they made the playoff. They said they weren't going to look at changing it for another 10 years, but I think you got to leave Notre Dame out. Because you you have to award those teams that have to play an extra game in the conference championship. I think I think you do. And even if Bama loses in the SEC championship, they are far and away the best team, one of the best teams we've seen. Yeah, I would agree. But then you're gonna have, uh, but you you still lost a game, and you have the one thing that they say of the criteria of the conference championship game. They don't have that, and Notre Dame doesn't have that, but they went undefeated. They didn't lose. What do you think is more egregious, leaving out an undefeated Notre Dame team or leaving out this one-loss Bama team if they lose that SEC championship game? I don't know. It's got to be It's got to be leaving out Bama. Well, guess what? Don't lose. You don't have the problem. There comes to a point where, yes, even though Bama is a good team. They're not just a good team. They're the great team. Yes, they're the best team in the country. They are one of the better teams we've seen top to bottom. They have... Four guys averaging 20 yards receiving with over 30 Let's catches. Also, because of the quarterback, too. Because he's great. Yeah, because that I'm offense not denying is great. Because the great. defense is I've great. I said he's great. I know, but I'm saying you cannot leave this team out of the playoff if they lose the SEC, SEC championship. Okay, game. so Notre Dame's out, Michigan's out. Who's maybe, out? Uh, maybe you leave out the Big Ten champion because the Big Ten is trash. Even Michigan? Especially Michigan. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. That's going to be chaos. All I, right. I think, I think it comes down to the Big Ten champion and Notre Dame being left out. All right. That's fine. If, we'll have to see. If it. Bama loses SEC, yeah. that's me. We'll get, you, you give me a take. I'm I'm putting something me? on the table here. Yeah. What do you think? No, I think if they don't win the championship game, they should have been out. I thought they should have been out last year. You got to win the conference championship. So then, how can you say even if Notre Dame stays undefeated that they if if you're putting that much weight on on a conference championship game because they did what their schedule is? Okay, they're not in a conference. That's how they've always been. Right. That's that's what they want to do. So if they Bama's, their schedule. So if Bama's only loss is to a top five team, you're leaving them out. Yeah, sure. Oh, you're high. Look, I probably I don't think they'll get left out, but I'm saying they should. No, you're wrong. I look. I said I don't think the committee will leave out Bama. Right, and, and they shouldn't. But for you to say that you think they should, if they lose to a top five team, their only loss is a to a top five team in an SEC championship game. That's fine. No way. My point is win the game. All right. I mean, when I the guess game. We'll, we'll see. They got in last year. They didn't even play in the game. They didn't even win the division last year. Didn't even win the division and got in. Okay? Because they were so a good So, of course, team. they're going to get in this right. time. Yeah. But the circumstances were different last year because they were going up against a two-loss Big Ten champion. For sure. And they had one loss. If all these teams have one losses, then it's completely different. And the conference championship has got, should have to weigh in based on everything that the committee says. The committee has all these points on. And the point is, one of the points is conference champion. 
And then I think it comes down to Bama versus Notre Dame, if anything. Because then the Big Ten Championship are all already be in. So let's focus on the two teams that do not have a conference championship. So then you leave Notre Dame out. I don't know. They went undefeated. Right. Yeah. They're pretty good. Yeah. Alabama's the tug better, but guess what? Let me see those Golden Domers in there. Let's change it up <laughs> a little bit. Let's get some change. What happened last time the Golden Domers made the playoff? They never made the playoff. Oh, the the national championship game, and they got smoked. Well, it's not, the computers smoked. put them in. Okay, that's fine. I don't care. I mean, everyone knew they were going to get smoked by Alabama. That wasn't that wasn't hard to see. Yeah. But all right, we come back here. We got to touch on one more college game, then we'll get into the Cowboys uh, preview uh, against the Titans. That up next here on the short thing on Talk Radio eleven ninety. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah River. Life is old. Sing it, Tom Herman. Sam Ellinger, horns down while you're singing this too, buddy. All right, back here on the short thing, Warren and Ryan here with you. Looks like you want to say something. Yeah, I just got. I'm gonna go on record and say that when the whole crowd is singing this song, probably one of the better moments in college football. Yes. I don't know what it is, but I just love it, man. This and I'm gonna and this is a little controversial, but neck. Throw that in there with LSU. Top That's three good. moments of uh, Tom Petty. Uh, uh, Florida sings the uh, uh, oh what is it uh, Tom Petty song what oh the only one I know is Free Fallen it's not that one <laughs> it's uh shout out Jerry Maguire um my dad is gonna absolutely kill me on it just wait for the text message I will I will Brian so, go ahead and send the text with the message stream through. and the like three minutes will send it to me I oh I know what song it is I I'm uh, hearing it in my head but I just cannot get the title of it all right going to that Texas West Virginia game. Uh, first of all, Tom Herman and Sam Ellinger, those guys are some of the most charming soft guys around there. First of all, it looked like Tom Herman was going to cry on the, did you see this? Yeah. It looked like he was in tears on the sideline. Um, and then he says after the game, cause Will Greer does like a high step and then he, uh, puts the ball over there. He goes, I thought that could have been taunting before you crossed the goal line. Okay. Grasping for straws. Then Ellinger out here tweets now deleted. Look, if you tweet something, as Stand we said it. on the show, keep it up. Stand by it. I remember every single team and player that disrespects the rich tradition of the University of Texas by putting the horns down. Don't think it will be forgotten in the future. First of all, Will Greer's going to the pros next year, yeah. so what does it matter? And the rich tradition? Haven't won a championship since 2005. When was your other championship? In the 70s? Texas is obviously a powerhouse program, but what is this? Am I missing something on this rich, rich tradition I'm seeing other than just the name? Yeah, it's a, it's 100% name brand. Sam Ellinger, what are you going to do? You're playing quarterback. What are you going to do? You're going to tell Herman to let you suit up uh, you know, a defense and, and go lay Will Greer out? Like you said, he's going to the pros next year. That That's the thing to do when you play Texas. You score a touchdown and you go horns down. That's what you do. But, yeah, you're right. Uh, see, this is this is why I liked uh, uh, Sam Ellinger um, a little bit more. Uh, I, or excuse me, I like Bouchelle a little bit more uh, than, than Ellinger. Bouchelle had a little bit of edge to him, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it is what it is, but yeah, like you said, it, all in all, it's still a great game. That, that uh, The uh, song, Tom Petty song, I got it. I looked it up. Uh, I won't back down. I won't back down. Okay. Yes. My dad said very funny you called him up, but he didn't know that. <laughs> uh, anyway, the game as a whole was great. Uh, love Daniel Holgerson. We talked on Thursday's show that that guy just looks like he's tough as nails. Um 
that he might that if uh, what's his name uh, Tom Herman wanted to fight him, I'd take Dana Holgerson. Yeah. So that that clip at the end when he asked Will Greer, "Hey, do you want to go win this game?" and he says, "Let's go win this game." Yes. And that's exactly what they did. That's what I told them. I said they're go. I saw that, and then it took forever to get on Twitter. He did say, "Won't back down." Right now, got in there. Okay. <laughs> But uh, anyway, LJ Humphreys, another great game from him. Nine catches, 143 yards, a little tutty. Um, Devin Duvernay, 100 yards, a tutty for him, but just wasn't enough. I mean, uh, the running game kind of struggled. I think, yeah, Trey Watson still had 14 carries for 80 yards and a touchdown for him. But this West Virginia offense, when things are rolling, it's as beautiful as you'll see. Yeah. That, and uh, look, that, that Greer Pratt pass was like shades of Tyrod Taylor to Antonio Callaway Brown Saints this year. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I mean no, I'm not trying to but look. Yeah, I mean it I'm, was yeah. Seriously, you want to compare right a play, over. dropped it right over him, foot in the back of the end zone. I mean that was an absolute dime. Holgerson's right. Greer's a pro. He's like 24, 25. Yeah. He's an old guy playing in college just because he had the PED suspension had to sit out, all that good stuff. Um he's great. The huge game though, the Friday after Thanksgiving, West Virginia, Oklahoma. They might play two weeks in a row, just based on the uh the might with, score combined five hundred points too. Yeah. Well they're gonna play that week and then say they each got a game lead in the conference, they'll play again the next week yeah. in Arlington in the Big Twelve championship game. And for Texas, this is just another Look, they had the nice one against Oklahoma, and then Tom Herman once again a favorite in two games, one on the road, one at home, and they just wet themselves. I mean, look, this was a this was a t- tough loss. Oh, but they but they lost. It's their best loss of the season. I would say the worst loss was last week. I agree. This one was, hey, the other team made a great play at the end. Yeah. But for two, hey, you saw what they did the first play. Even you called timeout, you thought, hey, we we got one past them. It worked. But then the second play, they ran the exact same play, but he just did a little quarterback draw, and he just got beat. And, uh, yeah, but it's still determined as a favorite, not able to close the deal. And, look, it's a question for him. He's got to – or Texas fans at least have to think of what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I I still think this is, what, Herman's third year? He's Uh, Second. Second year. Okay, so he's still got them trending in the right direction. Bright side. Agreed. Bright side next season, they're not playing Maryland. Yeah. So they don't have to worry about that. But I mean, it, these things are still kind of putting uh, or looking looking uh, up for Texas. I don't think I still think they're a while away from being 2005, 2006. You know, early 2000s Texas what, is yeah. what everyone kind of goes back to and everyone harps on. But I mean, West Virginia is just kind of a powerhouse offensively right now. And so, like you said, they just came down and made a play, uh, made one more play than than Texas did. If you're Texas, you don't feel great about it, but you don't feel terrible about it like you did last week. I st- no, I still think you feel terrible about this. Really? One. Yeah, because you're at home. Oh, I mean, yeah, you're, you're sure. at home and you're the favorite. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you I could agree up there. And then you just kind of blew it down the stretch. Yeah. And you're, hey, we could still make the Big 12 championship game if we win this one. And I I, I think this one hurts uh, just as much as uh, as last week. And look, this turns into now a, a somewhat disappointing year, I would say. You were six two weeks ago. Yeah. Now you're going to be close to out of Maybe the- even out. Yeah, maybe I mean you're Out of the top you're uh, no you're you're nineteenth, um, and the coaches pulled the AP poll. You didn't even move, okay. which I don't even understand how you how you don't even move in the. Uh, I mean, you lose by one point last play of the game to a better ranked team. It might. I get, okay, maybe you know? move a couple spots. Yeah, then, but um, yeah, I like I I still think this that's tough, and now you're going to go to the Alamo Bowl again. Congrats! You could have gone to a New Year's Six Bowl. It's, I mean, it's. I would say it's disappointing, I guess. But I think, look, I think Ellinger 
this offense has a lot looks a lot like the Ohio State offense the last couple of years with Barrett running. Ellinger is probably a little bit better passer, but look, it's starting. I I see what they're doing with the offense now. At the beginning of the year was I couldn't figure it out. Now you see images of that Ohio State offense, and it's it's looking look they're putting up a ton of points, so yeah. it's working right now. You just can't stop anyone. Yeah, for I mean, yeah, the problem with Charlie Strong at the helm is they couldn't score. Yeah, and they really couldn't. I mean. To be honest with Charlie Strong, nothing was really going well there. Uh, they're going to miss L.J. Humphrey. He's probably going to go to the draft. He's a junior this year. Kid's tearing it up. He's probably, I'd say, probably th- th- round three or four pick. Uh, so he's definitely going to. They're going to miss him as their leading receiver. But like I said, Tom Herman, Longhorn fans, feel good about it. Yeah, this sucks. You're six and three again after being ranked sixth. You look like maybe you could back into a, a possible playoff spot. I know that would still have been a long shot, but now you're six and three. Still think it's a positive. You're still working your way up. Um, not terrible. Yeah, and let's not complain about horns down or yeah, like. Come on, me... I still I still have a vivid memory of Adrian Pearson scoring against uh, Texas in Red River Shootout one time and going horns down. And that was I the first understand. time I Dan, how that's a flag, fifteen yards. Oh, definitely not. That's yeah, terrible. That, these these refs get a little too power hungry, a little too flag happy with those celebrations. Like, come on, let the kids play. Yeah. All right, we come back here. We will preview the Cowboys. We're back. I was trying to play some picks. The picks I had recorded. Uh, we recorded my mom doing NFL picks. Yeah. Jamie doing her NFL picks. Yep. Click and play. Yeah. Not playing. It's been a couple of weeks yeah, since we've had it. We've been on a great streak. run. We have been on a great run. And uh, just going back to our roots, baby. That's all we do. That's all we're doing here. Yeah. Not working. Agreed. All right, so oh, I'll run through the picks or run through each game and you tell me which ones you want to pick. Um, no. All righty. <laughs> uh, we got this the Browns cut. plus eight against the Chiefs. So, again, the Chiefs would have to win by at least nine points to win the game. Do you want to pick this game? Um, yeah, I'll take the Chiefs. That's a pretty safe bet. Chiefs minus eight. Even right. though I'm a, a little bit of a Browns fan now. <laughs> right on. All right. Uh, we have the Jets plus three against the Dolphins. So, again... Dolphins would have to win by four points. Do you think the Dolphins can win by four? Who are they playing? They are playing the Buccaneers. Or excuse me, they're playing the Jets. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm taking them. I'll take the Dolphins. You're taking the Dolphins? Yeah. Okay. Uh, We have the Falcons plus one and a half against the Redskins. Uh, Let's make sure you use your brain here and pick Uh, the right team. Pick the Falcons? Yeah. They're going to win. All right. Um, Don't really like that pick, but... Hopefully you lose. Uh, we have the Texans plus one. I know how much you love the city of Houston uh, against the Broncos. I hate Houston, but I'm going to take him. You're taking the Texans mm-hmm. plus one. Mm-hmm. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We have the Rams plus one and a half game of the week against the Saints. How do you feel about that? I mean, the Rams are pretty good, so I feel pretty confident with that. You're picking the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Plus one and a half. Plus one and a half, whatever that means. <laughs> All right, so to recap, she has the Chiefs minus eight, Miami minus three, Atlanta plus one and a half. Don't feel great about that one for her. Houston plus one, and the Rams plus one and a half. Jamie, do you have any closing comments? Not really. All right. Electric. Electricity. I have to figure out a way for this to work. I might be sleeping outside tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get this to work. Uh, four and one. Four and one. All right, good Unfortunately. start. My mom right now is two and two. TBA tomorrow night's game with the Titans and Cowboys, but we will uh, have that hopefully coming up at the last break, or it could be 
Might have to bring home some Dairy Queen. <laughs> she, uh, Jamie said that uh, she can't be funny on the spot. And I said, I'm not looking for you to be funny. Just need you to make a couple picks. <laughs> yeah, hey, you got a couple one-liners in there? Great. I had yeah, to explain fine. to her every single time how to judge who you want to pick against the spread. That's when that's I was... fine. I thought it was getting a little repetitive when I heard it, but hey. That's, that's how it happens. That's <laughs> how it works. Hey, that's what it takes. That's fine. That's what it takes. All right. Uh, Cowboys. Uh, we'll probably just talk Cowboys the last 20 minutes of the show. Uh, Rangers... Maybe briefly touch on them, but save that for... Uh, they named Chris Woodward their manager. Third base coach for the Dodgers. It's been to back-to-back World Series. Hopefully he doesn't learn from Dave Roberts' bullpen management. That's all I got to say. I mean, I'm saying he's going from a back-to-back World Series loser to a back-to-back World Series loser. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, great culture fit right there. <laughs> it is a great culture fit. Um, all right. So the Cowboys tomorrow. Both teams coming off a bye week, so no one really has an issue there. The Tex- or the Titans are 3-4. and four. The Cowboys are 3-4. and four. The Cowboys ready to show off the new shiny toy that is Amari Cooper. And I feel like the worst thing that can happen for them tomorrow night, Cooper has like five catches, 100 yards, and like a touchdown. I feel like that is the worst thing that can happen because it just sets that expectation that he's going to do that every single week. And with Dak, I don't trust that any quarterback would do that any week. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see if they're just going to force feed him, if he's going to see like 10 targets or something like that. You know what I mean? If they're just going to feed him the ball, try to get him going early, and try to force some throws that might be ill-advised from Dak. Uh, but, I mean, it's definitely going to be an interesting component. I mean, I've been a big Amari Cooper guy. I don't think he was quite utilized uh, as well. Um uh, in Oakland as he could have been. I mean, I think he he's he could have been a top five guy that we're talking about right now, you know, throwing with du- uh, uh, Nuke Hopkins, Julio Jones, Odell, you know, all the, all the usual suspects, Antonio Brown. Um, but uh, it, it, like I said, it'll be interesting to see. I think if they can get the running game going early and then they get play, play action moving, get with Amari uh, Cooper and Cole Beasley involved, uh, it could be a very successful night for the Cowboys offense. Yeah, I agree. And look, Cooper's been great for a while. Um or he had a couple thousand yard seasons, right. made a couple of Pro Bowls. Like he's got it. It's just sure. one he's been hurt, or a car has been ineffective, or the scheme hasn't been working. I do think this helps Cole Beasley going out there. But the Titans do have a really good defense, especially a really good run defense. Yeah. Uh, so, look, the last time the Cowboys were out, the last time they went up against a good run defense, that was against uh, the Redskins, and the Redskins have a and Zeke was not good. Didn't have a hundred yard game. Wasn't even close. Was ineffective. And the Titans' front four is really good. at They do that. Uh, they stop the run very well. So I'm just curious at what is going to uh, – how the Cowboys are going to be able to do that because I think, look, when, they do, when they're when they able to have the uh, play action, that opens up everything, and that's going to be a huge uh, – that's going to be huge. And I think that's the whole offense. That's how Deke – or that's how Dak uh, – they put them two together for whatever. But that's how Dak's able to throw the ball effectively when it's out of the play action, get the linebackers creeping up, drawing the safeties in, create some holes out there, and it just makes easy reads, easy throws instead of him having a, hey, i got to kind of fit this in this window. And if you're not able to run the ball, and look, I wonder how much Mark Colombo being the offensive line coach is really going to help. How much an in-season change at offensive line? Look, I don't think in-season changes are great at coaching anyways, but if you're doing an offensive line coach, how much is that going to help? Connor Williams just needs to play better. If that means Colombo teaches him, fine, but still, he's still just – he's going to go back to his old tendencies when he's on the field. There's only so much coaching will do until you get out there. So I just – 
I think the run game is where it starts tomorrow. Yeah, 100% agree. And like you said, um, I've, I've said this numerous times, and I'm just going to say it again. The Cowboys are most efficient when they move the pocket, when Dak gets moving you know, around and gets clear throwing lanes, uh, passing lanes into that second level of defense. And unless if, they, if they're trying to make him a drop-back passer, this is not the team to do it. Like you said, the, the Titans have a pretty good defense. They have a really good uh, run defense. So if they stop that run and you have to rely on Dak, that's when you can run into trouble here with the Cowboys. Uh, but it's going to be interesting to see. The Titans don't have a very prolific offense. It kind of runs through Deion Lewis right now. He's their main weapon, I would say. I mean, Corey Davis has come on the last few weeks having uh, good receiving games. But Deion Lewis has kind of been the backbone of this offense, both running and catching the ball. So, again, we'll, we'll see how, how that pans out. But uh, I don't really see this being a super exciting game. Yeah, I see it a grind out. I mean, really, the pass defense for Tennessee is almost better than the run defense. They're yeah. averaging about uh, six yards of pass out there. They've only allowed nine throwing touchdowns this season. They've got, they're able to get five picks. Uh, I mean, they're, they're uh, only allowing right up Dak's alley, 226. So if, for Dak, this is really no issue since he can never really even get to 200 yards. So maybe he'll get to 200 yards tomorrow. But I just, look, I, I, I think the thing too is like the Cowboys home road splits are just, so jarring right now. You yeah. almost have to lean to the Cowboys that they're going to win the game tomorrow, just based on their home road splits. Because they just they look like they're they a totally even, different team. They don't know how to play football when they go on the road. Yeah, and at home a bye week. Uh, the spot look if the Cowboys don't win this, if the Cowboys get off to a slow start, say the Titans come out, Mariota to me. I don't know what he is. Is he yeah. good? Is he bad? He's average? Is he like... I? He's great with his feet. He won a playoff game last year. Like, I know that's... It was against the Chiefs and they never won a playoff game. But he won a playoff game. He's got... He's shown he can do something. I think Mariota and Dak are the Spider-Man meme. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, one team... One guy won 13-3, and three, the other guy won a playoff game. And I, I think... Mariota's more maddening, though, than Dak. Yeah, I would say like so. Like, he's more of a, you should be better. You should be better because you were the, what, number one or number two pick? Number two Number pick. two pick. So you expect more out of him. You know, obviously he ran a prolific offense in college, but he's well removed from that. Um, but I just don't know if he has a ton of weapons around him either. You know what I mean? So he, he he's going to put a lot of, a lot of the offensive pressure is on him. Obviously, he's a quarterback that goes without saying. But I mean, outside of Corey Davis, and they had Rashard Matthews, who was really good for them the last few years, and who they just released. Uh, and then Delaney Walker's been injury riddled. He when he played last year, he had a ton of yards catching for him uh, for for the Titans. So it, again, you're you're absolutely right there, where it's like you expect more out of Mariota. But even when he was coming out of college, I thought Winston was going to be the better pro prospect. Now, right now, it looks like they were both kind of just like a wash yeah exactly so um but since Mariota has that number two label on him you expect more from him you expect him to be more of a big time guy but he just really isn't I'm telling you he's kind of a mirror image of Dak and vice versa where he's going to be good at the the short to medium range throws he's going to be good when he's moving on the move moving the pocket getting clear throwing lanes if he has a good run game he's going to be more efficient there because he can run the play action so well I'm telling you these are kind of like the exact same mirror images of each other all right what do we got cooking Raiders over 49ers. Vikings over Lions. Vikings second week in a row for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like going back to the wall after even they disappointed. All right. 
Don't want to mess with the strategy. That's fine. Buccaneers over the Panthers. Okay. Riding the Fitzmagic train? Not really. Um, <laughs> Titans over the Cowboys. Okay. And then I'll do Saints over Rams. All right. Is the uh, any reason for the Titans over the Cowboys? Jason Garrett just at the uh, World, <laughs> World Series game. No, I actually went with sort of pillagers and plunderers, except for the Saints. <laughs> okay. Like, I like that after your animals last week. All right. <laughs> I will say that. No, I'll just say that, that that's hilarious. The pillagers over the what? She said the pillagers over the what? Uh, pilgrims, I think, oh, something. That, hilarious. It is. Well, I forgot to tell her we were doing this for a segment on the show. She got very mad. She'd be like, I would have done I would have done a whole different strategy. Don't worry. A couple of weeks we got about eight weeks left in the season. Oh yeah. Plenty of time. Might be a game back. Plenty of time to make up uh some space there. So you wanna go over our picks real quick? Yeah. Uh I mean Ryan is hot, hot in the NFL. Twelve and three. Over the last three weeks. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, twenty seven and eighteen twenty seven, eighteen and one overall. Uh I've been riding this hot streak. Like I said, back to back to back, four and one weeks. Looking great. Uh because I need it. Because college, whew, followed yeah. up. Uh, what I go two and nine last week. No, two, two and six. six. Two, two and six, six last week. week. Followed that up. Fifty percent more wins this week. Yeah, three, six, and one, bringing the season total to twenty thirty, or t- the bringing the total to twenty three forty two and one. Stu, you and Stu Gotts are in a real battle. <laughs> My boy, <laughs> I'm three and one in the. Uh, NFL this week, pending Patriots minus six. So NFL right now, I'm 23-18-3. And, and then the ed- college this week, I went five and four. A couple of close losses. Uh, yeah, U- same. USC, Oregon State <laughs> over. They were at 59. Oregon State scored like uh, seven points in the second half. Should it hit easy. Uh, so for college on the season, I am 30-28-2. That has three consecutive winning weeks in college, and uh, I'm three three consecutive weeks winning in the NFL and college combined. So we're a little hot. Oh, would, but yeah, I would hope for more drastic winnings. Well, I was feeling great after my Thursday and Friday going two and zero going into this college football Saturday. Couple of hits and misses, Kansas. Couple of fumbles here, turnovers. The following when I was caddying. Uh, good thing they didn't say, "Oh, well, you got your phone out." Playing the ponies today, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, see, I felt great after uh, after Thursday. The NIU Arkansas way blown out the over. I was like, all right, let's cook. And I, then it sh- could, took a turn for the worse real quick. I was nervous for you, too, because I was following people in uh, Cleveland who, who live in Akron. They're like, it's like no one needs an arc to get to yeah. this game. And I was like, oh, no. The under, I was going to say, Ryan, <laughs> this never a doubt, under. baby. Never a never doubt. Never a doubt. They've scored points. All right. So back to the Cowboys. Oh, we should say the Pick'em Show Thursday. Uh, it's Thursdays on SoundCloud, iTunes, or the iHeartRadio podcast app. You should listen to it. We had a fun, fun episode uh, this past week where we pick uh, however many college games. We preview the college football weekend, and we usually preview the Cowboys game. Didn't do that this week because they play Monday, and we give five NFL picks. Uh, and if there's a big NFL game, we'll talk about it other than the Cowboys. But mainly, college football preview show, NFL picks. Give it a listen. It is a good time. It was the sure thing, sure things. It was yes. It was uh, p- pillagers and plunderers. All right, pulling that vocab word <laughs> yes, out. Yes. 
Uh, so, all right, back to the Cowboys uh, for the last five minutes or so here. Uh, what is – does it just come down tomorrow, do you think, just based on the quarterbacks, Dak and Mariota? Are you thinking? No, I, I really think that's um... – it's going to be. I mean, you can say that. I can. You can say yes, but I really think it's going to be the defenses. Yeah, I agree. Because they're. I mean, the Cowboys' defense is playing really well this year. Um, the Titans have actually the third best ranked defense as far as points allowed. Yeah. So I mean, that's huge. We know that the Cowboys have struggled to score points sometimes. Um, they're the Titans are ranked eleventh in yards allowed. So I mean, like we we said, they they have a stout defense. Um, so it's, I think it's going to, yes, it'll come down to quarterback play, but it's more so how the quarterbacks react to how good these defenses are. I agree. All right. Pick, because I want to talk talk about the Saints and Rams game before. Uh, what do you have for your uh, pick? Both Obviously, both teams coming off a of bye week, both coming off losses. Yeah. Let's say the Cowboys is more heartbreaking. heartbreaking than the Titans, even though they lost on a two-point conversion. Vrabel just goes for it. I will say this. I think the Titans have the clear coaching advantage in this. Vrabel's yeah. way more aggressive than Garrett. Yeah. Uh, am I just picking a winner? Winner, and if you want to go against the spread, you can see. Uh, winner, I think I'm going to go Cowboys just because, again, those home road splits. And uh, against the spread, I'm going to go Titans. Six and a half is a huge number. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I just think the Titans keep it. Other than the Ravens game, the Titans just have – they just keep it close. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's I think that's going to happen. Uh uh, I think that's going to happen again. All right, Saints Rams game, Oof. great game today. Yeah. Uh, the over, easiest over in NFL history yeah. of fifty-seven and a half, forty-five thirty-five. The Saints win. Rams first loss. The Saints haven't played bad since week two. Uh, I mean, just a great, just a great football game. Oh yeah, Saints I mean, up to a twenty-one point lead. Rams come storming back in the second half. Goff, couple of bad plays, but then he was great. Breeze was phenomenal throughout. Uh, and, I, I mean, it was just a great NFL game. Yeah, I mean, even though it was a 10-point game, way closer than that, uh, the score does not reflect. Even though the Saints were up 21 at one point, uh, just a tough play uh, there at the end. Marcus Peters wasn't ready for a defensive snap. Uh, Mike Thomas just rolls right by him and walks in for a 47-yard touchdown. And then the best play of the game was a celebration. The Joe Horn cell phone out of the uh, upright post, cushion, whatever you want to call it, pulls his cell phone out, gets flagged for it, doesn't care. Troy Aikman didn't like it too much. John Payton cared. Ah, come on. You, you mean, you, <laughs> a win like that, you got you to gotta flex a little bit. Um, but no, yeah, it was a great game. Like you said, we knew it was going to be this way. Um, just two of the top offenses in the league just shooting, and, you know, there's shades of a Big 12 game. Um, just offenses going head-to-head. I was surprised at how poorly this Rams defense played. I don't know if it, if they played poorly or if it was just the the Saints offense is so prolific. I think it's a little mixture of both, but the Rams defense really was disappointing for me. They definitely made the second half adjustments. Yeah, they only gave yeah. up 10 points in the second half. They're down 35-14 uh, at the half, so Wade, whatever he was cooking in the second half, that was definitely working. Uh, but I, they just the first half, and look, I don't think Peters is, Peters is good. Mm-hmm. But he leaves a lot to be yeah, desired. desired. Like he makes the big play, he'll make a big turnover, big pick, strip sack, fumble. But Michael Thomas was just torching him today. Slants, whatever. I mean, he was just putting in work on Peters today, minus him not being ready for that last touchdown. And look, the Saints and Rams, obviously the two best teams in the NFC. I think people are really sleeping on the Panthers. They. I know they're what six and two now. They are the Panthers are getting slept on. Uh, so I wouldn't. Uh, 
look, obviously this everyone's going to say it could be a NFC or NFC title game. Yeah. Preview. But right now I say the top three teams in the NFC, in my mind, are the Saints, Rams, and then the Panthers. Who'd you put in number four to round out the top four playoff teams? Uh, I know you want me to say the Redskins, yeah, but I, uh, <laughs> I don't you put know. the Packers in there. No, I think the Packers just sold off. What about I think they punted. Maybe the, the Vikings then. Vikings or Bears, maybe. But the Bears, you can't trust the Bears. No, they're playing a, well. No, but you they're can't winning, trust them. but you cannot. I know you can't trust them. I would say the Vikings. Okay, maybe the Vikings. Yeah. I put the Redskins at fifth. I'll, I'll give that. them fifth. I'll take that. Uh, I think that's a that's a fair. What do you think? Quickly, yeah, no, I I I see the Packers though. I would I think I would flip them with the Vikings. Um, I put based them, on Rodgers. Yeah, exactly, I agree. But I think the t- Vikings are and plus there's a little the animosity towards the Vikings. We won't mention why. Most of Kirk Cousins, we understand yeah. that. Yeah. All right, AFC, obviously the Chiefs, Chiefs, Patriots, yeah, and then the Chargers. Yeah, Chargers are great right now. Man. They're great. Uh, my Super Bowl pick of Chargers Saints is. How do you feel about the Steelers? I think they're rounding into form. Yeah, they're 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 they obviously got off. James Conner's really good. Uh, the everyone was high on the Ravens. They have really stunk up the joint. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I would say Steelers, Chargers, Chiefs, Patriots. I would say those are the four. Then you throw in the top three, clear cut top three of the Panthers, uh, Saints and Rams. Saints and Rams. Yeah, I would say those are your top seven probably. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I still feel great about my. Early season picks. Uh, I did have the Packers in the Super Bowl. I don't see that happening. I had the Rams in the NFC Championship game, but uh, and I think that looks like a lock. But other than that, yeah. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in for the short thing here on Talk Radio Eleven Ninety. Listen to us SoundCloud, iTunes. We'll be back Thursday on the internet, and we'll be back here on next Sunday night.